This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weather is the number one topic of conversation in the state of Minnesota because of all the snow, 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 which means the number one person that we should be talking to Tonight, possibly tomorrow, and the night after that will be none other than meteorologist Paul Douglas. Paul, how you been? Henry, I'm great. It's great to hear your voice, although, I mean, I listen to you a lot. And uh, pleasure being on your show. And sorry we're moving to that all-weather format now. Um, I want to apologize <laughs> for that. No, don't apologize. It's your time to shine, brother. It's your time to shine. Yeah. But we knew, look, we knew that this was going to happen at some point in time. Yeah. I mean, weather yeah. is always something that we enjoy. We enjoy it here, right? Like, like we, we've been talking about it for the last couple of days. I guess my first question, uh, is, you know, how hard is it to kind of predict where the models are going or how a storm is going to actually come to fruition. Because you know how you guys have forever. You get, you always get uh, a, a lot of grief and a lot of flack when you come up with a prediction about how the weather's going to be. And then when it doesn't play out the way that, that you kind of talked about or predicted, then all of us were out here like, Oh man, Paul had it wrong or this person had it wrong. But look, Earlier today, I'm out and about, I'm doing the shopping, I'm grabbing the stuff from Target, I'm grabbing the stuff from Whole Foods, and I saw people, I don't want to say panic shopping, but they were just getting prepared. They're like, I'll be hunkered down for the next couple of days. I'm getting alerts that, you know, not me, but but people in stores, getting alerts that their kids were not going to be in school because they're going to be doing the e, e-learning and stuff. Look, it's a real thing. Like, you guys did not miss with this one. You guys were spot on in terms of talking about when it was going to start to evolve and start to come down. Oh, Henry, thank you, and and apologies. It look every every winter storm is different, and the models are a guide; they're not gospel. And the key is knowing which model to believe when. Sometimes it's a blend of the models. We weight one model more than the other, but we don't ignore any of them. Somebody once said, "Well, Paul, now with weather models, you have nothing to do, right? You just look at the model and say what the model is saying, and and go home." And it, I wish it, 
I wish it was that simple. It's not. There are some days where you throw all the models out the window and basically go on modified gut feel based on seeing a similar pattern. So it's kind of pattern recognition, and the art is knowing which models tend to work better in which scenarios, which ones should you ignore. In this case, though, Henry, uh, for the better part of a week, the models have been in agreement. And that never happens. They usually always disagree, sometimes wildly. But the models were pretty much spot on. And uh, even, yeah, I keep expecting to wake up and, you know, this storm swerves to the south. It's not going to happen. The question now is, are we going to get 15 inches or 21 inches? And that depends on the snow ratio, how cold the atmosphere is. The problem with these cold storms when it's in the teens, uh, it's a dry, powdery, fluffy snow. It's it's like an aspen snow, something you'd get in the mountains of Colorado or, or Utah. And it's great to ski on or snowboard on, but it blows around. And that's why blizzard warnings are in effect now, even for the uh, far western and southwestern suburbs. Although Scott County is not a far southwestern suburb. Neither is Carver County. Neither is Wright County. You are under a blizzard warning primarily because there's more open fields in your county, right? More farmland. And and that's where the blizzard conditions tend to be most pronounced. But, you know, we're going to get about six overnight tonight. Already we picked up one to three, three and a half inches in parts of Scott County. And it's going to snow pretty steadily overnight. Then it's going to taper for a few hours tomorrow morning. It's going to mm-hmm. be slow getting in tomorrow. The problem I have is that the winds steadily increase tonight and tomorrow. The pressure gradient, the contrast in, in air pressure is going to increase. This thing is like a giant atmospheric vacuum cleaner, and the air is accelerating into the center yeah. of this giant whirlpool. And the winds will increase tomorrow, reaching 40, 45 miles an hour. So... And the snow will pick up again tomorrow afternoon, mm-hmm. Wednesday night, into midday Thursday. All right. By Thursday so, at 3 p.m., it's going to be over. All right, so, so that, that brings me to my next question. We're talking to meteorologist Paul Douglas here on The Lake Show. Percent chance from tomorrow afternoon into Thursday, because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be winds, it's going to be a lot of snow coming, we're getting dumped on, percent chance that MSP, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, is shut down. Oh, boy. I mean, predicting how MnDOT, how well MnDOT will plow the roads, predicting whether MSP will be open or closed is almost more difficult than predicting the weather itself. There are so many factors, and I know that I don't mean to blow you off because, I mean, that is the question. I think there's probably a 70% chance that the airport will be closed at times. I don't think it's going to be. It takes a lot to shut down MSP, and they pride themselves on their snow removal, and it's arguably the best in the world. Um, But we're going to have, you know, serious blizzard conditions, possibly even within the metro, in spite of the buildings and the people and the roads. Uh, we could have blizzard conditions here tomorrow afternoon into Thursday afternoon. And that's what makes this storm so dangerous because when it's 15 degrees, 18 degrees, and the winds are blowing at 30 to 50, you can't keep roads or runways clear. 
it's just physically impossible to keep them all clear. And the salt and chemicals that you put down on on the MnDOT trucks, it, it just doesn't work when it's 15 degrees the way it works at 25, 28, or 30 degrees. So yeah, these and, cold and every airport is different. Dangerous. Yeah, because yeah. every airport and city is different. You're 100% correct on that. Because I remember years ago, this is about 15 years ago, Paul, I was scheduled to get out of here on a flight um, to head down to, I think it was American Airlines, to head down to Dallas, Texas for the NBA mm-hmm. All-Star Weekend. I couldn't get out of here, not because of the weather here, but because of the ice and the weather in Dallas. Ah, Okay. Yeah, you know everything is everything's hanging by a thread, isn't it? I mean, oh God, yeah, no, I, and and that's why I love a good road trip. I love driving to my destinations because at least I have the illusion of control. You get on a plane, you lose all sense of control. You're at the mercy of the weather, the FAA, uh, you know, maintenance issues, and, and as yep. you just described, what's going on at your destination, it can be a domino effect. And so, hey, I, I, Minnesotans pride themselves on being able to weather any kind of weather. And, you know, we handle winter storms better than I think most any place on earth. But this goes beyond plowable. I think this will be a crippling storm for much of the state especially tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, into midday Thursday. You know, I'm saying 12 to 20, Henry. I think it's going to be about 16 to 18 total by the time it's over Thursday night. And if it gets above 17.1, it will Mm -hmm. be one of the top five biggest snowstorms since 1884 in the Twin Cities. All right. All right, well, let's 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 talk tomorrow, man. We're going to be in a winter wonderland, Paul. You going to make snow angels live on your show, huh? I might. I'll do it. I'll do. Hey, am I going to get ratings? I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but Henry, we'll do, some video. when you do a snow angel, do it face up, okay? Not face down. Pro tip: <laughs> it's face up towards the sky. <laughs> oh, appreciate it, Paul. All right, buddy. Stay safe. All right, that's meteorologist Paul Douglas. Hopefully we'll check in with him tomorrow night when uh, it's really going to be a massive part of uh, the storm right about this time at 7 o'clock. I was going to ask him at what point um, will it really kick in tomorrow evening because I do want to get out and get to the gym tomorrow during the day and then try to get a quick workout, a quick sweat in, and then go home. So, But we'll see how all of that plays out. Uh, speaking of how are things playing out, it's time for a scoreboard. That's next year on The Lake Show. Hey, hello, D'Angelo. All right, people. Yeah, we got some good bumper music. We just got to expand it out. Chris doesn't play half of the stuff that we got. It's on Chris to play more stuff. So that's on him. I'm also, Welcome back yeah, to- I'm also in the process of trying to get half of it back. I'm working on it. I'll help stuff. you with that. I'm working on we'll it. We'll help yeah. you with that. Hey, you know. What's weird I'll email I'm- you tonight what we need to get back. Hey. You know what? Over the next couple of days, I'm not going to see my wife, my kid, my cats, or anything. So uh, I think I will have a little bit of downtime. So, yeah, send, send it my way. I have a feeling, you know, Tubbsy can get some stuff done. 
Send it in, Jerome. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you like my Bill Raftery right you. there. I, I got know you. You got me. You got me. Send it in, Jerome. That's right. Oh, man. All right. Let's let's uh, let's send the people a scoreboard. Let's get into one of those right now and, and see what's going on out there. All right. Let's get to it. Well, uh, apparently because it's winter, winter is associated with hockey. We are the state of hockey, and we have got our – Ice hockey team, our professional hockey team, the Minnesota Wild are in action at the XL Energy Center. And right now they are scoreless with Kevin Fiala and the Los Angeles Kings. They're scoreless at the X halfway through the first period. So the Minnesota Wild looking to continue their, their mini two game. Uh, and the uh, Wild have just gotten on the scoreboard with a power play goal. I did not see it, but the uh, Minnesota Wild have struck first. And now the Minnesota Wild lead the LA Kings one to nothing. Nice. So there we go. The moment we, the moment that we start talking wild, they score. I think there's a reason for that. See, that's that's. Well, you heard what Jesse Pierce said last night. Whenever I text her, okay, in the thir- in the third period, they score. Okay, so you didn't text her in the first period. I believe that was uh, Adam. Beckman. No, 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 no. I'm not. Okay. I'm not claiming credit. But we did talk about it on the show. Yeah. No, you you did. Uh, Adam Beckman. Uh, got his first goal of the year. So uh, uh, Frederick Goudreau and Jared Spurgeon with the assists on that. So the Wild up, one to nothing. Philip Gustafson uh, is in net. Let's get to some other ice hockey around the NHL. Of course, the NBA is still on their all-star break. Uh, they won't start <clears throat> Excuse me. again until, I believe, Thursday night is when the NBA is going to kick back in. But the Hurricanes up on the Blues, 2-1, to one, halfway through the second period there. Canadians up on the Devils, 3-1, to one, eight and a half minutes left to go in the second period there. The Lightning shutting out Anaheim halfway through the second period in Tampa. Uh, the Red Wings defeating the Capitals, 2-1, to one, seven minutes left to go in the second period there. The Maple Leafs shutting out the Sabres, 4 to nothing at the end of the first period. So that one is all Toronto right now. The Predators... They are up on Vancouver, one to nothing, uh, halfway through the first period there. Later on tonight, Chicago, the struggling Blackhawks are hosting the Las Vegas Golden Knights and Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Uh, they are going to be hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm, okay. So uh, let's get to some uh, men's top 25 college basketball here. Yeah, late. let's get to some college. Let's get to some college buckets, baby. You know me. Oh, what? Okay. Let's get to it here. I'm just going to go in the order that I've got it. Uh, right now with uh, about 40 seconds left to go in the second half. Uh, you've got 16th ranked Xavier trailing Villanova 64 to 61. Uh, home game, <clears throat> excuse me, for the uh, Musketeers. Uh, you know, got- the, for Villanova, real quick, let me let me step in there. Maybe you can even uh, get a drink of water. Villanova, this is a must win. If Villanova wins this game tonight, they get back to 500, I believe. So this is one of those, you know, you need the, the, the quad one wins and stuff like that. Villanova, if they could go ahead and get this upset win, mm-hmm. they put the – and I'm not saying that they're going to get into the tournament because right now they're, they – no, they're not a tournament team. But it's still Villanova. And anything can happen at the end of the season. You start racking up some wins, maybe get into your conference tournament, maybe championship game. Hmm. You never know. Yeah, I believe Villanova is kind of one of those. I'm not going to call them a blue blood program, but they're one of those programs that their reputation, they're kind of given a benefit of a doubt, right? And so I feel yeah, like right they now, have been. Well, the difference now, though, is Jay Wright's not there anymore. Well, and, and that's and, and that's true, but I feel like the Villanova brand, the name still carries a little bit of weight, even if it doesn't yes. have Jay Wright. 
Yep. So uh, right now, Xavier, they've closed within one, 64-63. Nova with one-point leading, and you're right. Win tonight, Nova gets back to 500. How about this, Henry? 12 minutes left to go in the second half in Manhattan. 14th-ranked K-State over 9th-ranked Baylor, 49-43. to So uh, Baylor coming off that loss. KU on Saturday, uh, they're still staying. In, yeah, they're still staying in the Sunflower State right now, having their hands full with the Wildcats, forty-nine to forty-three. Uh, Texas A&M, twenty-fifth ranked over eleventh ranked Tennessee, thirty-nine thirty-six. Eighteen minutes left to go in the second half, so two minutes gone there. Thirteenth ranked Miami up on Vatech, fifty-nine fifty-three. Eight minutes left to go in the second half there. Uh, other games tonight: nineteenth ranked Creighton. Hosting 10th-ranked Marquette. Game will be in Omaha. 8th-ranked Texas is going to be hosting the 23rd-ranked Iowa State Cyclones in Austin. Uh, 17th-ranked Indiana. The Hoosiers are in East Lansing taking on Michigan State. And, it and, is- and real, real, real quick, yeah. that's going to be an emotional night at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, they had the tragedy on their campus, what, a week and a half ago. So there's going to be a lot of, of emotion there. Yeah, I, this is, Yeah, this is the first game they played since that, right? I think so. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I that's kind of what I thought that that was the first game that they were going to play uh, since that. And to wrap it up, twenty uh, second ranked San Diego State. They're hosting the Colorado State Rams. Uh, that game coming up at about ten o'clock. Uh, let me see what's going on elsewhere around the uh, the Big Ten here, Henry. And it looks like that Indiana Michigan State that appears to be the that's only it, I game. Think. Yep, and uh, they did take that uh, goal off the board for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, so, yes, it, uh, the, the Wild are in a power play right now, halfway through the first period, and uh, they are scoreless at the X. So they did indeed take that uh, Beckman goal off the board. Maybe I need to try to text Jesse then. Because the NHL. See if it works in, yeah, the, the, it works in the first first period. See, there you go. The, the NHL just hates Minnesota, right? I mean, that's pretty much. That's why they let Norm Green move the stars down to Dallas. I mean, and now they're going to take a goal off the. You know, I think the NHL just. The NHL hates us. Major League Baseball hates the Twins. NFL hates the. You know, hates the Vikings. NBA hates the, the Wolves. I mean, just. We are the most hated state when it comes to sports by officials. Yeah. Uh, if you say so. I mean, I, I don't see it that way. No championships since 91, except for the Lynx. But, you know, WNBA loves us. But, what do you mean, except for the Lynx? Don't, don't try to shame no, the Lynx. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just Lynx saying, are in the mix. No, I'm I'm saying, it, you know, the, the men's teams have, uh, you know, they've got their biases. And I think don't, we need to figure out what those biases don't, don't are. Don't let me and Rebecca Brunson roll, roll up on you tonight. No, 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 no. Ain't nobody rolling up nowhere with this weather. <laughs> this might be the one time I can try and uh, you know try and get away with something because I know you guys aren't going anywhere. Please, of course, the way that my car is, I'm probably not going anywhere either. All right, that's going to wrap up a scoreboard. But coming up next, we won't get back to actual games until Friday for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It doesn't matter. It's a Tuesday night. We're going to go around the NBA. We'll do that next. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Henry Lake and Christopher Tubbs for another 90 minutes. Trent Tucker coming up in 30 minutes. Um, there's no better station in our state to listen to for updates on the weather and everything that's happening out there. Uh, be safe on the roads if you're traveling. Um, I had actually a couple of, <laughs> couple of friends 
traveled back from out of state. One was coming back from the White House. One was uh, coming back with their family from Florida. And, yeah, it was one of those, yeah, we're getting in right before the the snow starts to fall. And so, luckily, I think that they got in there or got back to, uh, to town and to uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport roughly right around 3 o'clock, 3.30 or so. All right, um, so be safe out there on the roads. And if you see anything in particular, um, always feel free to text us on the text line, um, 651-461-9226, the, uh, the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. But now it's time for Around the NBA. All right, let's get to it, H. Lake. The uh, All-Star break is... Is this the... Hold on, what, what? What? What music is this? John Tesh. Oh, John Tesh. I like this. Isn't the the, the uh, NBA? I like the NBA on NBC. Okay, I'll get. I'll I'll look at some other bets. No, 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 no. We can rotate them. But okay. like, like this one. When was this one played though? The the John Tesh one. Uh was that the early nineties? Because that was CBS, right? Yes. Yeah. Because. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, to, that that was the CBS one. Yeah, that was the CBS. The John Tesh that was that had to be CBS. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I believe. You're I right. think I still got VHS tapes of like a lot of the Chicago Bulls basketball. games. Oh man, that's when you could have like year. it was great because you'd have like you know the the season. It's like here's your 1996 Chicago Bulls, you know, and it was all like like the VHS like the season in in review. I love those. Like I bro, I, how many? T- but 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 were you like me though? Like I I mean I didn't have money like. I had to tape over games. <laughs> I I took I took tapes, yeah, and taped over them. Absolutely, I, I think yeah, we all had sure. to do it. And then you'd get like part of yeah, you get one, and then you get an, or you'd start taping, and then you would think that you would get the whole game, and you wouldn't get the whole game, and you're like, oh, I should have set it exactly. on. I should have set it on SLP instead of SP, and then you're like, yeah, and then yep. you're mad because you missed the game. Oh man, what you know about that? What you know about the tricks of the trade, brother? Hey, I, I know that I apparently didn't uh, didn't do them well enough. So, anyway, we know that the Minnesota Timberwolves right now are floundering around mediocrity. They are thirty-one and thirty. You know, I mean, you look they're three games out of the number three spot, but they're also three games out of the thirteen spot. So it is just a jumbled mess in the Western Conference. Here's my question to you, Henry. What is the biggest challenge for the Wolves in the next 20 games? The the biggest challenge for the Minnesota Timberwolves is integrating or reintegrating Cat into what they're doing. Like, at some point, he's going to be back. We don't know if it's going to be within the next five games, whether it'll be within the next ten. Um, maybe he'll come right before the, uh, the, the, the playoff you know, postseason begins because we anticipate that the Wolves will be a part of that field. But that, I think, is the big thing. And we need to see if it's going to work with him and Rui. Like, seriously. I hate to think that in the offseason, some of the talk or the attention would be to, well, maybe we need to trade Cat. But you need to know what's going to happen and what's going to work. Yeah, it, it sounds like Shams, uh, about a week ago, had a report that said that Cat could be back with about 10 to 15 games left in the regular season. Is that enough time to work him in before you get to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to have to me. Be. That's enough. Fifteen games. That's enough. But but how are you playing during the fifteen? Is the question. Like 
are you losing in those 15? Because you can bring the guy back and you could be, you know, tinkering with the offense and tinkering with, you know, what lineups work. But if you're losing those games, then you're going to be out of the postseason. That's the issue. Yeah. It's it's a very tricky situation. I, I mean, we saw that they had issues with it. You know, maybe now that they're figuring out Rudy Gobert and adding Mike Conley, that'll make that a little more seamless. So now instead of trying to figure out how to work with Rudy Gobert and Cat and Rudy, maybe now you can find a way if you've got a comfort level with Rudy Gobert and D'Lo, you know, I mean, it sounds like he didn't want to play in the system. Maybe now you've got somebody that, again, is going to be a better straw for the drink now with Mike Conley. Yeah, I'm good with D'Lo being gone. And by the way, real quickly, uh, mm-hmm. real quick, um, Villanova did pull off the upset. They okay. won by point. Okay, so they're uh, they're back to 500. Well, we thought that Russell Westbrook, as he was part of that three-team deal, that he went to Utah. We didn't expect that he was going to play a game in Utah, and indeed he did get bought out by the Jazz. He's going back to Los Angeles, going to sign with the Clippers. Here's my question to you, Henry, as we're looking at this Western Conference. Clippers right now sitting in fourth. They've won two in a row going into the All-Star break. Does this change the complexion, or does this enhance the Clippers' chances in the Western Conference. Russell Westbrook signing with them? Yes. No, it impacts nothing. Russ, if the Clippers utilize Russell Westbrook, they're going to have some issues. They don't need. I don't think that the Russell Westbrook signing is a good one for them. Like, I guess if somebody's hurt, but they've got enough guys. They traded for Bones Highland. Like, why are you? Why did you trade for Bones Highland if? You're going to go sign somebody like Russell Westbrook? I don't understand that. Yeah, And, I mean, you've got Norman Powell, who I think is having a fantastic year, who, to me, he's in contention for sixth man of the year, and Russ Westbrook, for the most part, was coming off the bench this year. So, I mean, I guess you go back to Paul George. Didn't he and Paul George play together in Oklahoma City? Yes, they did. Okay, so, I mean, maybe that's part of it. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see how it fits. I mean, he's a big name, but this year... I mean, LeBron didn't want him, and, I mean, if you're a LeBron discard, then I don't really know what, you know, how you're going to improve your team in the Los Angeles Clippers, but, you know, nonetheless, moving on. Uh, Giannis has got a sprained wrist, could miss several games. A banged-up Giannis knocks the Bucks how far down in the Western Conference? Right now, they trail the Boston Celtics by half a game in the Eastern Conference for the uh, best record, but you've got Philly there. You got Cleveland. I mean, how far down do the Bucks fall if you don't have Giannis? Yeah, they. I think they fall uh, below Philadelphia if he's not healthy. Like if if he's out an extended period of time, they fall below the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm gonna tell you a team that they've been a little bit here inconsistent in the last month, but I think they come postseason time, they're gonna be fired up and ready to go. The Cleveland Cavaliers, which that surprised me, the Kevin Love move. Yeah, completely. Yeah, c- completely bought him. Well, let's go ahead and, and go into that because that's one of the the next questions that I had. A, a bigger impact for former Wolves. Two guys got bought out. Kevin Love going to Miami, or Patrick Beverly to Chicago because the Bulls now are going to be without Lonzo Ball. Bigger impact? Yes, Kevin Love. I assume. Oh, Kevin Love, and it's not close. Okay. Kevin Love is a best. I mean, he's a good player. Patrick Beverly is more of a character than a player. Like, like I, 
I'm not trying to disrespect Patrick Beverly, but I think that you guys know how I feel about Patrick Beverly. Like Patrick Beverly, he even he's got some quotes where he was talking about it came down to Chicago and Golden State, and he co- and he chose uh, Chicago because he wanted to be back at the crib. He wanted to go back home. Dude, there really was there a, really a spot for you with Golden State? Like you weren't gonna have a big role with Golden State. Sit down somewhere, man. I mean, if, if you if I, and, and I think that I think that Kevin Love is the the ultimate role player right now. Like he'll do whatever it takes to get a ring. I mean, I mean, he's a, got one, but I'm saying to get another. Yeah, if you have a chance to go play for Golden State, don't you do that no matter what? I mean, you, you got Steph. Like Steph is Steph. Steph. I mean, even if you have a minimal role, the maybe he knew he had to fight Draymond Green every day. <laughs> oh, oh man! You throw in Jordan Poole for a a three way dance, and then I think you're talking. Funny. Speaking of the Warriors, do either the Lakers or the Warriors miss the playoffs? I mean, because the Warriors right now, they're at 500 in the nine spot, but they're going to be without Steph for a while. And you got the Lakers sitting there at five games under 500, the 27 and 32. They're in the 13th spot in the Western Conference. LeBron, I mean, got that bad hand. He's been dealing with that foot issue. You don't know what you're going to get out of Anthony Davis. I mean, is there a chance that the Warriors or the Lakers don't even make the play-in? Yeah, there's a strong chance that one of the teams, I don't think they both will, but I think one of them, and I actually think it could be the Lakers. And there's one simple reason why I say that. Anthony Davis stays hurt. Anthony Davis will get hurt in the next week and a half, two weeks, and the Lakers season will be done. I feel like you need either LeBron, the, and needing, I mean the Lakers, you either need AD or you need LeBron. Like both those guys are out. I mean, you, you got you got nobody. You got nobody that can show up for that Lakers team. So, yeah, I mean, good good luck to them, but it's, uh, I mean. No, bad luck to them. Bad luck to them. Well, we want to get, get in. Wow. <laughs> that, that's true. Win at any cost, by any means necessary. All right, that's going to wrap up around the NBA. Coming up next, we'll do headlines on The Lake Show. All right, it's time for headlines here on The Lake Show. 15 minutes from now, or at the top of the hour, we'll talk some NBA basketball, get the opinions of one double T, Trent Tucker. But for now, Christopher Tubbs, stopping headlines. All right, let's get to it, H. Whether it was the Minnesota Twins re-signing superstar Carlos Correa, the winter caravan greeting Twins territory, or Twins Fest making its star-studded return to Target Field, the Twins offseason was the most normal offseason the club has had in quite some time. Now, according to uh, Dave St. Peter, who joined Steve Thompson last Saturday, said a year ago we were in the middle of a major league baseball lockout. The offseason was anything but normal. You know, so is COVID. This has really been the first kind of true offseason we've been able to have. Now the focus turns to some uh, level of normalcy, and it looks like the Minnesota Twins are going to expect the most amount of people that uh, they have had in Fort Myers in some time. They say that 70% of the local hotels uh, have been open, which is good considering the tra- the sort of uh, weather that they've had. Um, Twins territory, they think they're going to show up in a big way at spring training. Twins play their first spring training game on Saturday. And, of course, uh, Jason DeRussia. Uh, I've heard a rumor that he's in Florida. I haven't been able to confirm that, though. I can confirm that. You can confirm that, Jason? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Dan Cook, too? Dan Cook, too? I cannot confirm that. Okay. I'm not sure. 
Okay, well, we've got a uh, first-rate, uh, a bang-up news staff, so maybe the newsroom will be able to confirm uh, Dan and uh, we need to get Laura Oaks on that tomorrow. I, I you know, Jones. I, I think, yeah, I think Laura, I think that needs to be, you know, Laura report. She needs to find out if Dan Cook and Jason are both indeed uh, in Florida. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Hey, every year the Big Apple embraces a long-standing urban myth by celebrating alligators in the sewer day. And while those February 9th festivities might be somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Just a little over a week later, one was actually found in New York City, just not in the sewers. Now, responding to reports of a gator sighting in a lake in Brooklyn's Prospect Park, the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation retrieved a four-foot-long alligator from the waters on Sunday. They say the creature was very lethargic and in a bad state. Gator was first taken to animal care centers in New York City before being brought to the Bronx Zoo to be nursed back to health, according to a New York TV station. And the uh, New York Times reports that several former pet alligators are abandoned and rescued in New York City every year because releasing animals into the New York City parks is against the law. Uh, did, now, did you hear the um, the I'm not sure if you heard this part of the story. Did you hear the name of this um, of this gator? I did not. I did not. Tim Tebow. Oh, dude. I thought they were to call him later. <laughs> And say later, Gator. Later, Gator. <laughs> That's well done. Well done. Yeah, I mean, Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, you, you hear about these though, right? And then you hear that this animal was in a lethargic state, and you're like, you feel bad for it because it's you, you want the thing to survive, but you want it to do so in its natural habitat. That's how I, feel, I felt bad yeah. for it. Hey, a, uh, a major U.S. food sanitation company illegally employed at, what, at least 102 children between the ages of 13 and 17 in jobs that had them using caustic chemicals and clean razor-shaped saws. Now, Packer Sanitation Services paid $1.5 million in civil penalties for employing minors in hazardous occupations and having them working overnight shifts at 13 meat processing facilities in eight states, including Minnesota. Now the company was fined. The, yeah, the the company was fined the maximum civil t- uh, civil penalty allowed by the federal law, which is fifteen thousand one hundred and thirty eight for each minor age employee who they say was employed in violation of the law. The company said that none of the underage workers are employed at the company today, and that many of them had worked there years ago. Now the Department of Labor began the uh, investigation last August. And it included workers at uh, plants in Nebraska and actually down in uh, Worthington, Minnesota, which is down in the southwestern part of the state. Uh, separately, Packers was also fined for employing 26 miners at a Cargill processor plant in Dodge City, Kansas, as well as plants in Arkansas, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, and Texas. Well, look, I don't feel that sorry for them because I know that this operation or knew this operation was going to be um, one that I was going to be a big fan of for one reason and one reason only. Staying Packers. That's well, that should have been your first clue. But I, I yes. you, you hear it's one more reason to hate the Packers. Right. But this is like a different type of, of hate for them. I mean, using yes. kids and, and having them exposed to chemicals. And cleaning razor sharp saws? Like, what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you putting kids in that situation? Like, you've got to be completely neglectful and a moron and devoid of actual uh, empathy and intelligence to do that. 
Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, finally, Richard Belzer, the comedian and actor best known for uh, Detective John Munch across a number of NBC crime dramas, including Law & Order, uh, over more than two decades, had died, according to his longtime manager. He was 78, so they say he passed away peacefully early Sunday morning local time at his host is uh, home in France. And uh, I, I was never, I never watched the show. I knew who Richard Belzer was, but I, I never, yeah. really never really watched the show. Um, I watched a little bit. I was kind of in and out on Law and Order, uh, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the show either. But rest in peace to him. And if you uh, have a chance, go look up his, uh, his final words. Uh, coming up next, I think it's, it's kind of funny. It, it shows the personality at the end. Coming up next, let's talk some Timberwolves and NBA with former NBA basketball player, NBA champion, Trent Tucker, next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 